find the baller. My life is more than money and jewelry. My story's so crazy, dog. I said make a movie behind the baller. I went from playing sports to exotic whips. Ain't gotta tell me, dog. I know I'm the shit behind the baller. My life is more than money and jewelry. My story's so crazy, dog. I said make a movie behind the baller. I went from music exec to this podcast. Now I finally feel at home at last. Behind the baller. Yo, 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 what up, everyone? And welcome to another brand new episode of the world famous, the award-winning Behind the Baller podcast. I'm your host, Ben Baller, not Ben Humble, also known as the Korean John Cusack, a.k.a. Su, a.k.a. the Wash Lord. Enough a.k.a.s for today. Let's get right the fuck into it, guys. Man, I hope you guys had a great weekend. Hope everyone is feeling good. I hope everyone is safe. I hope everyone is just the best that they could be right now. This show is brought to you by the world-famous Dust Brothers. That is the podcast producers of the year. Several, many times, my saviors, Miles Davis and Jordan Winter. Original music by Lakey. And theme song, of course, by Illegal Cartel. It is that time of the week, guys. We are going to get this shit popping. Let's just get it started. You hear the Lakey music. You know the deal. Guys, if you're serious about watching sports and betting to win, then you need to join my team at CaptainPicks.com. Sports betting is legal in 35 states and dozens of countries around the world. If you aren't playing to win, then you're missing out. We are now introducing our best offer ever. Yes, I said it. Our best offer ever. Individual sports sent to you daily for $50 per week. Sign up to get picks every day in baseball, basketball, golf, soccer, tennis, football, or rugby. Or sign up for all sports access. Be smart. Join the captains. So um, I got a little pep in my step uh, today. It is a Monday I look forward to. You know, I always say to make it a great day. I will be honest. I try to stay positive. Um, there are some days I don't look forward to, but uh, and there's some uncertainties in my life right now, but you know what? I am looking forward to today, and I will talk about that in a second, but right now, LA is facing a major heat wave, a massive one. Like, we ain't hit the hundreds here yet, well, at least, you know, in Hollywood, but it's in the 90s. We, we were flirting high high 90s in the valley right um and maybe the country's actually in a massive heat wave because uh um i was with jimmy boy this weekend and, uh, he was telling me it's like and you know he was saying it was like a hundred something and i know it was a hundred something in vegas and we'll talk about that in a second but i was discussing this with a friend of mine i always used to think that dry heat was worse than humidity i take that back when you're in in Houston, Louisiana, Atlanta, Miami, anywhere in Florida, and you got like, it's in the 90s, 95, and then you got 95% humidity to top it off, it's way worse. That shit is just awful. So it really is shorts weather, even at nighttime. Um, I'm not really outside like that, but you know, um, the kids are on vacation with their mom, uh, they're in Las Vegas. Well, they were in Las Vegas, and it was like it might have hit like 116 or 115. It was definitely in the 110 plus. Um, it was tough. They had a really good time out there. I'm glad. I gotta say thank you to the Jabwakis. Shout out to my dog Herman 
and my boy Nick, manager of the Jabwakis, they had a great time. They went to go see a magic show. They went out there and went to Circus Circus and went to all the kid shit out there. And um, I got a, I got my vacation with them coming up and we gonna get lit. But yeah, I didn't see him for over a week. So I am looking forward to today because I get the kids today and the next few weeks, the way the schedule is set up is just going to be fucking amazing. Um, Kaya's birthday is, is this weekend coming up. I'm looking forward to that and just really just looking forward to the back nine of my life, right? So I'm not going to have a super long intro before we get into this interview. Yes, you heard that correctly. We have an interview today and we haven't had a guest all 2023 and half the year is almost over. But real quick, I don't give a fuck. I used to think it was weird to, now following somebody, okay, it is kind of weird. If you don't fuck with somebody and you follow them, that's weird. Someone you don't like, actually. Someone you actually despise, that's weird to me. But when there's interesting news that are going on in the world and you want to see both sides of the story, you know, like I really do try to, you know, spread my mind. I try to open it up and I watch everything. I mean, I don't watch CNN and Fox News tell you the truth, but like, I try to hear both sides. Um, it's really important that I understand what being unbiased is, right? Or being biased. You know, just because I don't like somebody. It's obvious that th they can say two plus two equals four. I'm not going to sit there and disagree with them. Be like, nah, man, what the fuck are you talking about? I know people that will look at a Dodger royal blue jersey and say, nah, that's purple. Or that's green or some other shit. Just to be against somebody. And that's just not who I am. And the reason why I bring this up is because I'm not necessarily a fan of Tucker Carlson and who he portrays to be on the news and everything else, right? And he says some silly shit. And I'm sure people say the same thing about me. But I do watch some of his things sometimes. And actually, he was on my boy's uh, podcast, Full Send. And he's a totally different person. He's actually was a lot cooler on the podcast than he is. You know, and again, he's cussing and it's really crazy to hear that shit. And I respect the professionalism for him to be able to take that out and just like not, unless he's reading off a teleprompter, I'm not exactly sure. But he had Andrew Tate on his show. And if I'm not mistaken, it might've been almost a three hour interview. It was at least somewhere around two hours or so. And I watched pretty much all of it. And like, bruh, this is Tucker Carlson. He's a very super conservative dude. I mean, that's, that's, that's far right to me. And again, doesn't matter if you're far left, far right, you're going to say things that people will agree with at a certain point. You know, you just are in denial sometimes. The misinformation in between that is that's, that's for you to decide and for you to really just try to put logic in your brain and decipher what applies to you, what makes more sense to you. But for Tucker Carlson, who is somewhat a respected major news anchor. Now he has his own show on Twitter. Um, but he was on Fox News. I mean, he has a massive audience. He had the number one show on, on news. And I forgot what time slot, whatever. But he flew to fucking Romania to do this interview. This is not a, this is not a joke anymore, right? This is serious because Andrew Tate is on house arrest. Now, when you look up the reasons for why Andrew Tate was arrested, him and his brother... And you look at the actual charges, I don't give a fuck how much you hate the dude. The actual charges are a little fucked up. They're a little bogus. That don't mean I align with Andrew Tate. That don't mean that I agree with everything he says. That don't mean, because he could say, oh, the weather's nice outside, and it might be. 
Whether it might be too hot for me, it might be okay with him. I'm just telling you. I watched it. And um, dude is, I mean, he's become, I mean, when you're that major, it's, it's crazy, right? And I'm, I'm not going to hate. I'm going to say it. For those who don't know, um, he was going to be guest for episode 300, right? And it just was a lot of pushback, whatever. And it's not that I didn't want to do what I don't want to do. It's just you weigh the good and the bad. And then you're like, sometimes you're like, nah, fuck this. I got to do this for me. It The bad outweighed the good. Now, regardless of what he said in the past or what he said, and if things are hypocritical, I won't lie. He's definitely playing both sides of the fence. But I will say this. He's highly intelligent. Very well-versed. Of course, he's articulate. But he brought up some very valid points. And I can see why people like him. I can see why men like him. And I can see where the misogyny comes from or the comments of that. But I ain't gonna lie to you. It wasn't the hardest thing to watch. Now, on the whole other side, I decided to like spend about an hour really checking out RFK, right? And now, I understand his dad was a, you know, heavy dude. Obviously, his uncle, John F. Kennedy, was the biggest of um, people in his family. And as fucked up as this sounds, it's really hard to listen to his voice. Now, allegedly a vaccine caused that or something else. And he's obviously saying he's not anti-vax now. He's anti-pharmaceutical, whatever. Bottom line is, I decided to listen to as much as I could. Listen to different sides. I definitely see some people who have spread some misinformation about him. And it's crazy because there's so many Republicans who are backing this dude. This dude is running for the political, uh, the Democratic Party, which is weird to me. And he keeps, you know, complimenting Trump and other people like that and shit. And I just, I don't really fuck with dude. He sounds like a borderline genius, but also in supreme denial of what the fuck is going on, right? And he says, oh, science is this. I studied science. I was a lawyer. I defended people. You know, I, I, he litigates and whatever. And there are virologists out there who are correcting shit. And it, it doesn't matter what the truth is anymore. It's whatever the majority is. You own the media, you own, or you own fucking social, whatever. And you own the people. I ain't let it get there. I don't give a fuck if everyone thinks I'm wrong. And I know somehow there, I mean, well, not somehow. I know what right is right. You know, I, I know the difference between right and wrong. And if I feel a certain way about it, context is everything. This guy's shooting out all kinds of context. But it ain't it. So that's all I got to say about RFK. I think he does a whack job. I don't know, man. It, we really are just out of options. I think Biden is definitely too old to be the president for the next term. Trump, 1000% no. I, I don't know. I really think that we need to fucking find some new people. I don't, and, and if it's there's some conspiracy about who's running the country and who's allowing people to fucking, I, I don't know, man. We're, we're in a really fucked up place. All right, full stop. Seeing that future, and I know future, right? We ain't like good friends or nothing, but future did a diss of Russell Wilson. And you know, Russell Wilson is not my favorite person. I respect what he did for Seattle, I respect what he did for my Hawks. And by the way, shout out to Tyler Lockett who just got married this weekend. Um, 
per special request, I made his his wedding ring for his wife. Uh, congrats on that. And he was really said some really encouraging things during um, these uh, tar- hard times. But anyways, Future took a shot at Russell Wilson. Now look, I don't like Russell for some of the, the things that were happening internally amongst the Seahawks and whatever and whatever, but he does try to spit positivity. I don't know what goes on behind closed doors between Sierra and him and Future and whatever, but I do know that this dude is raising Future's son. I ain't necessarily the biggest fan of Russell Wilson. That, that's been very obvious in the last year and a half or so, maybe two years. But bruh, Future, you salty as fuck, bro. Come on, man, let that shit go. And that's all about that. Now, a topic of discussion has been brought up and it's been, it drove the internet crazy for a minute. And a friend of the podcast, I've done his show several times. I've done, you know, I've actually defended this dude over some things. Adam22, who owns a very successful No Jumper podcast and um, he's done very well for himself. And now he's he's uh, dabbled in porn and he's actually in doing porn. He got married recently to uh, Lena the Plug. And um, I've met Lena. You know, we've had conversations. She's an Armenian girl from, uh, actually, I think she is from Glendale cool girl they're married they do couples um i think they might be swingers even they do couples videos and stuff and everything else i've never watched a video i don't want to try to i'm not trying to see adam's dick but me and him joke around a lot and the whole thing that drove the fucking internet nuts is not even weeks after he got married he let lena his wife have sex with another dude on camera and not just another dude one of the most popular dudes i don't watch a lot of porn, to be honest with you, but it's on a very popular, uh, I don't even know if it's a website or a theme, but it, dude has a BBC. I'm not going to explain what a BBC is. And people are tripping. They're going off on him. He's embracing it. I'm actually worried about Adam a little bit. You know what I mean? Like, I know he's doing it for the money and whatever, and they want this thing to do well, but it, I mean, that's a tough one. Now what, let's say for instance, my soon to be ex-wife, Nicolette, now, like I, I wouldn't promote her during our time. I'm not a cuck, right? I wouldn't want her to watch. I, I couldn't imagine her. Like, I think you guys know. I let motherfuckers say whatever the fuck they want to on comments, whatever. As long as they don't say shit about my kids, don't say about my wife. I don't want them to see it. I don't give a fuck what you say. Say I'm bald. Say whatever. I'm washed up and I'm corny and whatever. I, I don't care. But that's where it's hands off, right? I've always defended my wife. I couldn't do it. It's not even up for, you know, and and not more power to him. I just think that that, I really hope Adam is in a decent place, man. It's just fucking crazy. And I just had to speak on that. I just think he a wild boy for that. I just couldn't even, and then the video just like, yeah, man, that's forever. You know what I'm saying? And then, um, you know, that's a tough one. That's a tough one to see, like, you know, your wife on video getting smashed, but it's just crazy. Um, Speaking of social media, it is at an all-time low. Social media is at the worst it's ever been. It is fucking horrible. Threads in two weeks has fallen the fuck off. Now, is Twitter any better? Nah, I didn't say that. I think it's more structured. But Threads is just really bad, man. Algorithms across all the social media platforms. I don't fuck with Snapchat and TikTok. And I don't really know, but TikTok was kind of bad. And the way that they're doing, I feel like TikTok has that weird thing where it's kind of like, okay, it'll go viral or not. I'm not with that. A chronological timeline on all platforms will cure it all. Twitter did do one, 
but they fuck with the algorithm on a different level where you could see a chronological, it's bullshit. It's just, just, they don't want user experience to be friendly. It's just bullshit. Threads is fucked up. It's just sad because it's so fucking new. And I'm just, I'm over it. I'm just, I am. I'm just, this is just fucking bullshit. It's terrible. Uh, right about now, I got to plug in my Be Better golf and lifestyle merch. Drops July 26th. Okay, guys. That is in 10 days. I'm sorry. That is in nine days. Um, not this week, but next week. I'll be doing a live show on the network app. There are some amazing fucking things in there. And I am very proud of this collection. Not only am I very proud, these gold golf balls are super limited. And I know they're going to sell out. If you are a subscriber, I'm going to give you almost a day in advance to buy. And, you know, that's part of being, that's perk of being a fucking, uh, of being a subscriber. Um, but yeah, uh, real quick, you know what? I got to give a shout out to my boy, Jerry Lorenzo, 20 plus year friend of mine, founder and owner of Fear God, very popular line. You know, he's a real spiritual, very religious dude. And, um, he hit me up, been hitting me up for like the last week or two and we really chopped it up. And I just want to say thank you for the positive words of encouragement. Me and Jerry, it's been weird. Like, I don't know, like it's, we cool, we not, you know, I made some joy from him in the past. He's he's uh closer to my age and um i'm praying for you jerry i will say that you know what i mean he's he has some uh some things that are heavy on his mind and, and he gave me some things some exercises i can fuck with mentally and i appreciate it but guys again no guest in 2023 this is absolutely worth it guys i have my boy jimmy boy coming on the pod he's been on here once or twice and um i just love to see the growth me and this man have had some deep conversations in the last few weeks. And I just, I ain't gonna lie to you, I judge. It, it fucked me up because Jimmy has really grown into a beautiful fucking human being. I'm so proud to call him my friend. It's, it's, it's a great fucking interview, guys. And it's coming up right now after these commercials. So let's pay some bills. You hear the Lakey Lake. Let's pay some bills. We're coming back with Jimmy Boy. And this interview is fucking phenomenal. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Now is a time when I feel uncertain of what the right path is, and that's okay. Sometimes in life, we're faced with tough choices, and the path forward isn't always clear. Whether you're dealing with decisions around career, relationships, or anything else, therapy helps you stay connected to what you really want while you navigate through life. Trusting yourself to make decisions that align with your values is like anything. The more you practice it, easier it gets. Be the best version of yourself. If you're thinking of starting therapy, you should give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire and get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime you want for no additional charge. Let therapy be your map with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash baller today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp.com slash baller. Guys, do you have a summer anthem? How does this one sound? Summertime and 
building credits easy. <laughs> I'm definitely not a singer. I'm definitely tone deaf. That's the song you could be singing all summer long with the secured Chime Credit Builder Visa credit card. A better way to build credit. As in, you can build your credit score safely with everyday purchases and on-time payments. Plus, there's no annual fee, no interest, no credit check to apply. Use it everywhere Visa cards are accepted. Build credit using your own money. Get paid up to two days earlier. With a qualifying direct deposit, you can access your money sooner. Send and receive money. Pay friends through Chime, no matter what bank account they use, and cash out your money fee-free. Yes, no fees. Start building your credit up. Open a Chime checking account with at least $200 qualifying direct deposit to get started. Get started at Chime.com slash baller. That's C-H-I-M-E dot com slash baller. Mandatory disclosures. The Chime Credit Builder Visa credit card is issued by Stride Bank NA member FDIC. Chime checking account and $200 qualifying direct deposit required to apply. Out of network ATM withdrawal fees may apply. On-time payment history may have a positive impact on your credit score. Late payment may negatively impact your credit score. Results may vary. What's up, BTB Army? We are back. Um, I told you it's going to be a short intro, short outro. It's been a very weird week. Um, I just spent the day with a very pleasant surprise. Um, his name in my phone book says Fat Boy 4 because I've had four different numbers on this new phone. And uh, guys, you know I haven't had a guest in a really, really long time. Definitely had had a guest in 2023. So our first guest of the year. And it's not that I didn't. I just really wanted to focus on if I can't hold the show on my own, why do I got to try to use a cheat code? Like I don't need it. You know what I'm saying? And and I do have guests coming and the studio's still not there, but the recording wise, it's here. We're going to go video. We got a lot of shit coming up. It's exciting. But we have someone who's already been on the show three times now, I think. Might be his third now, might be his fourth. It doesn't really fucking matter. Guys, welcome back to the podcast, my dog, Jimmy Boy. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. What's up, Jimmy? What's up, bro? You fat as fuck, bro. <laughs> <laughs> I'm getting better. You're getting better, man. <laughs> um, by the way, we just spent, yeah, we spent the entire day at Universal Studios with his family, um, his kids, with uh, his cousins, and just, it, it was actually, yo, thank you for that, bro. Nah, thank you for coming, bro. Appreciate it. I'm a weird situation right now. Actually, Jimmy sported me all day, paid for drinks, food, um, the tickets, all the whole nine, and we kicked it for like six, seven hours in the hot-ass sun. And um, it was a good day, bro. I'm really proud of Anna. I'm, I'm really excited to see where Jimmy's at. I'm a little worried about Jax, bro. <laughs> he really, dog, first of all, no child should be able to walk seven to ten thousand steps and have that energy yeah he was do you understand your cousin had to chase him because he almost lost he he's bro we're talking five six hours in 96 degree weather he's still the battery is 97 still like it ain't we, we are like you know the the 18 year olds 12 13 they probably at around maybe like 85 70 like i'm at like 40 yeah your shit might be at like 21 mm -hmm. with the yellow screen. You know what I'm saying? Like the yellow battery charger. Like I'm saving battery. Yeah. What, what, how the fuck does he have that much energy? 
Bro, he just, he's a different type of animal, bro. I don't know what it is, bro. I was i was forcing him to take a nap in the car on the way, bro. He only napped for like 15 minutes in the car. He's really built for it. <laughs> and I don't mean to say this because I love Jimmy. He's such a good kid, right? Yeah. But that little motherfucker, Jack's dog, that motherfucker, your twin, bro. Like, he's really got the same attitude, everything, the way he talks. He's so, he's already articulate, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. he's so smart. Um, so to get off on this, man, we've always talked about gangster shit, this and that, jewelry, this and that. There'll be some shit I'm going to bring you. I'm sure you'll bring up jewelry and whatever, but I, I don't want to talk about that. For I sure. want to talk more about real life because me and you've been talking about some heavy shit in mm -hmm. the last month. And I'm sorry. It took like 90 days for me to reach out to you. Nah, you ain't got to be sorry, bro. That's what friends are for. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. So, so to jump off there, what, what you been up to, bro? Tell the people like it's been eight longer than that, maybe since the tracks thing or whatever. I forgot if it was Greg. What, uh, what have you been up to? Man, you know, grinding, you know what I'm saying? Same thing. Uh, kind of like focusing on, you know, I felt like I got into a space at one time where I got so busy trying to, you know, open the store, do all that stuff. I kind of like lost myself through everything. So lately, it's just been more like downsizing everything as far as me being able to go back to my like creative zone, being able to just, you know, be more articulate with everything, with the work. Also, with other businesses I'm doing, but the main thing really, you know, being the full-time dad, man, like, focusing on just being with the kids, you know, like, like how I've always been, you know what I mean? I'm a full-time dad with them, so just really making the best of the time and spending more time being with them, not just being around them, you know? And, you know, I've noticed, we're going on almost 20 years, bro. I've known you, right? I've noticed how you are as a dad, but, like, and don't say this on a biased level. Mm -hmm. would you think it's laughable if someone said that I ain't a for real 100% serious father would I think that's funny yeah that's ridiculous you, you know, know how I mean? serious I am with my kids no, right? I know like but I met you when you had no kids you know what I'm saying yeah. so to see the growth and, and not even maturity but the, the change in the who hold on tell the people who the fuck was I before kids be, on, be raw I don't care just tell <laughs> people who, who was I before kids you was an animal, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. It was what it was, you know what I mean? Like, you know what I'm saying? You called yourself yeah. what? Cat dick, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So you was living the life. You was you was doing what you going to do, you know what I mean? And when you had kids, it's like you change, you shift, you know what I mean? You grow and um, you adapt to what you need to do. And, and I saw that. I saw the devotion and I just seen the change in what you did. And you know what I mean? That's partially me being the parent I am, seeing you like that and seeing when you started having kids, you know what I mean? So, You, you know what I noticed, though? I'm going to keep it 100, a buck 100. London, when he was first born, it changed my life, obviously. Mm -hmm. You know, life starts all over again, right? Um, each time you have a kid. But I noticed, you know, I, when they start talking, you have conversations. You know, it's not like, oh, you know, oh, Mickey Mouse this. You know, talking about really, like, at least talking about something that's relevant. My kids are like, with the exception of Adam, like, you know, our younger kids, you know, they're starting to get too hip. Like, they're getting futuristic, but at the same time, they can't even function how we was functioning at 9, 10. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? And not to take away from Vanna, I want to say I, uh, I commend you. I think she's fucking incredible. I'm so proud of you. I'm so proud of her. She's beautiful. Sure, she's about to get, you know, to her senior year. She's about to go into college, bro. Like, this is crazy. How hard is it? Because I don't think the people understand it. You have full custody. You know what I'm saying? Like, mm -hmm. for like, how hard is it raising, is it three or four kids you got three. total? Okay. I raised three. Okay. How hard is it raising three kids, bro, and working? I, I will tell you this, you know what I mean? Like, um, hard would be an understatement. 
you really got to know how to delegate and really make the best of your time. And you really got to have a good support system. I'm not going to lie to you. Like, I was in a situation where when my youngest was one, I was in a situation where I had to take care of him every day full time. And um, if it wasn't for, you know, my sister and, and my team at the store, I'm not going to lie, I probably would have went out of business. You know what I mean? Like, the not even the dedication or the devotion, the sacrifice that has to be given. You know, like when he was one, I couldn't give him to nobody. I had no help. I had no nanny. I had to change his diaper every day. You know, Vanna was a little younger. She was helping here and there, but I had no one to leave him with. You know what I mean? So for the first four months of me raising him at one, it was me every day with him until I was able to get him into Montessori school with his brother. And that gave me the flexibility during school hours, which is that what I do now. Yeah. When my kids are in school, that's the time I get to work, do what I got to do and delegate everything else in my life. Because as soon as school ends, it's back to being, you know, with them, focused on them. And that's that I'm hands on literally. And you know what people don't understand is like, they really don't understand this. Your kids never asked to be here. Our kids never asked to be here. Exactly. You know that, right? Like it's they didn't ask to be here, bro. It, you don't get extra points for taking care of your kids. You're supposed to take care exactly. of your kids. Exactly. Do you know what I mean? So it's like people don't understand. Like they didn't ask to be here, bro. I try to tell people all the time. You know, like the ch your children are never brought asked you to come here. So when you have children, like not saying that you have to give up everything in your life, but your dreams or goals that you have before having this child goes out the window because now everything you do affects this child's future and the life that you're going to give them. And so all devotion and sacrifice goes to what is best for their, you know, their future. And that's even financial divide, you know literally think about spending yes. money. Like, Oh, hold on, man. I need to chill out. This, mm -hmm. uh, this ain't really it. I need to do this. Definitely. Okay. Definitely, bro. So let's get into some heavy shit more. Well, not heavy, but like, what would you say the hardest obstacle you've had to overcome to date in life, bro. I ain't talking about kids. Oh, it could be if, if that's what it is, but what do you think is the hardest obstacle you've had to overcome in your life thus far? You know, I've been going to therapy for the last two years, bro. And um, I'd say the hardest obstacle, I, I feel like I haven't even overcame it. I feel like the hardest obstacle that I'm continuing to trying to come over every day, uh, overcome every day, is just like being a better me, you know what I'm saying? I'd say the hardest thing to I can think of, you know, as fact is just like getting over situations, you know what I mean? Like things happen, getting over grieving, you know what I'm saying? And getting over situations and relationships, things like that, you know what I mean? Okay, so have you felt like you've made some progress? You feel like you're still work in progress? Like what you think? Definitely, I feel like life, us as human beings, and especially people like us that have been through a lot of stuff, I think every day is a work in progress. We'll never be able to be, you know, what it is that we think we should be because we always, you know, are striving to be better every day. So um, every day is a challenge, you know what I mean? But the most beautiful part about it is like, we wake up every day with another choice and another chance. And uh, to be able to overcome and continue to push forward, especially for our children, if we have children, like, it's the most important thing. So it's funny, you know, I don't know if you noticed, but I changed the BB logo to stand for be better, mm -hmm. not Ben Baller. It is always going to be Ben Baller, but you know what I'm saying? It's be better now. Exactly. Every day you can change, right? And you mentioned a crazy word, man. You mentioned grievances. Now, if you want to stop and pause and we can go to the next question, that's cool. But, you know, I don't know how much you want to be transparent with this, but like we talk about grievances. Um, I don't know how much you really spoke to your fans or your followers or people, but um, were you, you engaged? Were you married? I was engaged. 
you was engaged, right? Yeah. And you're not with the girl anymore. Yeah. It's been about how long? Uh, we been separated almost three and a half years. Over three and a half years. Damn, it's been that long. Okay, almost four years. All right. Yeah. So let's talk about them grievances, right? Like breakups, shit like that. Let mm. me ask you, man, like how did that affect your daily life as far as not even just as a parent, but like in business and work? Like, Man, you know, um, it, it affected it a lot. You know, um, this person was somebody that was like, you know, we were together for 10 years off and on, more on than off, you know, and um, when you're together that long, you build together, you build foundation and, you know, you you kind of like depend on each other and things like that, you know what I mean? And in that situation, I literally had everything in her name, you know, like we got engaged, you know what I mean? Like I was, you know, I thought that this was what, you know, what life was going to be, you know what I mean? This was like- You never been married before, right? Never, never. Yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah. I mean, this is your fucking best friend at one point, you know what I'm saying? Like, oh yeah, like this person was there when I had nothing, bro. This person was, when I was locked up, she was running around hitting licks for me, stacking bread for me. Like this girl would have went to prison for me. She would have did everything, you know? Like we were literally started at the bottom together. So it was like, you know, looking at it like the image of who, you know, the happy ending is, you know, now that I didn't came up, everything, it's like no other person than the person you came up with. You know what I mean? Yeah. You know, I don't know if you have this, this PTSD, because I go through therapy now too, right? Like you, you go through this in three and a half years, right? Think about it, four, almost four years. You ever drive down a certain area in Houston or you ever hear a song or see a movie on TV or you know, you're watching some movies with your kids? I'm like, damn, I saw that with, you know, I saw that with my girl the, the first time together. We signed it. You ever have flashbacks and it fuck you up still to this day or not? Nah? For sure. It's never going to stop, bro, because especially like me, like the way I grew up and, and how I was, it's like the way I grew up is like, we hold on to like history that we have with people, you know, like yeah. we base our relationships with people based off the history of the foundation or, or the memories we built. And, um, you know, this was my ride or die. You know what I mean? Like we, like I said, bro, like, you know, we went from, you know, up, down, up, down, like to, you know, I remember when we had nothing and she had to go to a bank and get a loan for me, bro. You know what I mean? To keep my fucking warehouse going in California. And then, we lost everything. And next thing you know, like eight months later, bro, we're sitting here laughing because we're trying to stuff money inside safety deposit boxes. And it's like so much money, we can't even, you know, we, we don't got enough space, you know? So it's like, all these memories are like that because it's the memories in my head. You know, I watch a movie and see something that I remind me. It's just, it's just everything because it's like, you know, this is what the come up was. You know what I mean? Like now it's just like, it's PTSD. Like even thinking of like dating and anything, it's like, you know, everybody wants to ride or die, but I don't need to ride or die no more. You know what I mean? I've been through all that. You know what I mean? Like, I don't, I'm not going through nothing no more. You know, like, there's no come up. Like, there's no, oh, I need you to stick by me through this. Nothing like that. Cause I'm here already. I'm at the finish line. You know, like, it's a lot, bro. It's a lot of questions, bro. It's PTSD. It's just all kinds of questions, bro. It's just like, you know, the first few months you start thinking, like, what went wrong? Some people don't know. Some people do. And like, you know, this is one thing I, I said during the beginning of my separation. It's crazy through therapy. And she's a female therapist, right? Scientifically, women change over the course of their adult life, right? Like they'll change two, three times, right? I mean, they change for real. Mm -hmm. Midlife crisis, you know, whatever. Social media has fucked up a lot of things. Men don't change, bro. So you think about 95% of the divorces just in California alone. I'm sure it 
applies to almost every major state, but 95% of the divorces are filed by women. Men will just deal with the shit. You know what I'm saying? 99% of the 5% of men that did file, it's because the women cheated. Mm. So it's like a crazy thing, you know what I mean? You think about that. But like, let me ask you, when did you start seeing the light at the tunnel? How long you think you, until you start seeing like, all right, this is, it will be good, you know what I'm saying? Like, meaning you and the, the kids, you know? I always, you know, that's the crazy part, bro, because it was like, the relationship was was bad, I'd say at least two, three years before we finally broke up. And um, I kept, yeah. was trying to like, in my mind was like, yeah. yo, it's okay, I'm doing it for the children. I'm gonna stay in for the children. It's gonna work out, give her another chance, you know, it'll change. And you know, I always saw the light as in the light was telling me like, this ain't it. But that's when I realized like a lot of people, they tend to say that like, oh no, I'm sticking through this because for the sake of the children, for my children or for the family. But I've learned now, I've learned now is that you weren't doing it for the children. I wasn't doing it for the children. I was actually selfish and really doing it for myself because in my mind, in the back of my head, I was in denial that this person is not who I thought they were. I had this image of this person and me to be the ending, but it wasn't. And I'm fighting myself to not want to prove myself wrong. So I'm like wanting to prove myself right but I'm only hurting the children more, you know? Yeah, and it also becomes a toxic situation, you know what I mean, for them. So really, yeah. you know? So I'm not gonna lie, like when I put the foot down, I was like, you know what is done and I can't do it no more. In my heart, I was praying that she would be like, damn, it's really over. Now I need to go fix it or get help to better myself, to get my family back. But instead, she just went left and was like, try to tear everything down, you know what I mean? And yeah. it was just like, I ain't gonna lie, it was like, okay, I knew she was gonna do that, but I didn't want her to. But now it's like, the light is getting brighter. And then like, the more shit she started doing from taking me to court, trying to, you know, crucify me in court, making me look bad as hell, saying I'm still a drug dealer, trying to do all this stuff, like just set me up in bad situations. The light just got brighter and brighter because it was like, that person that you thought they were or that person you love, ain't that person no more. You know what I'm saying? Like a friend of mine, he's like a a therapist before I even got into therapy was like, the best way he told me was that, you know what? When y'all met, y'all were like what y'all needed and y'all both was on the same path. But as you grew, you know, you started changing. You wanted better. You wanted, you know, a different life. And it just started, it didn't match it no more. She didn't like where you were going. She didn't like who you were becoming. And that becomes, you know, the problem. That's real shit, bro. That's yeah. real shit, man. Let me ask you, man. Have you felt like you've ever had to restart your entire life? Like legit do a reboot? Yeah. And, you know, sometimes I wish I can, you know, but in reality, we can't, bro. Like everything, every day is always going to remind us. Uh, no, I'm talking about like, if it applies to this, sure. But I mean in life, like your life. Right, you're 41, bro. Happy belated birthday, right? Like, Thank you, bro. Have you ever felt like you just like, throughout like the last 20 years, you feel like, damn, I'm about to restart all over again. You know what I'm saying? Like, you feel like you've had that? That Yeah, I feel like when I turned 40, that was like my my way of saying, you know what? I've lived 40 years of this life. I'm, I'm blessed to even live to see 40. And now I want to spend the next 40 of my life like different, like from health, you know, mentally, spiritually, physically. Um, you know, looking at like different. That's why I got into therapy because I knew that 
You know, I've I've shown my kids that, hey, you know, I can take us away from it. I can change and do things for them and, and build success. But I also want to show them like in through love and happiness, you know, so I knew that I needed to go to therapy to become a better person and to be a better role model for them. You know what I'm saying? To show them that, you know, you can let go of these things and, and better yourself and just love yourself, you know, and, and be happy with yourself. No, that's real, bro. So where do you see yourself in five years from today? I'm going to be retired. I'm going to be spending a lot more time with my kids than I am now. You know, like I'll be able to start taking them to sports, being supportive and, you know, going to visit Vanna and colleges, you know, and just be more hands-on than I am now. That's where I see myself. You know what I mean? That's all I, I think about. It's just making sure like, you know, you can make money, you can leave money behind for them, but it's really what you instill in your children. It's the love that you you give them, you know, the relationships that I have with my kids today, bro. I ain't gonna lie, like, I thank my children every time I sit down with them. You know, the other night, you know, Jimmy and me, you know, I sensed it already, he had a little, you know, he was feeling kind of funny. He's like, can I sleep with you tonight? I'm like, of course. You know, he's laying there with me and usually he's the first person to go to bed, bro, and Jackson falls asleep. And I noticed he's just like moving around a lot. So I, I just put my hand on his shoulder and he like grabbed it and hugged it. And so I just, I didn't want to jump right away. So I just waited. And uh, after a while, I'm like, you good? He's like, yeah. I'm like, what's wrong? You can't sleep? He's like, nah. So I'm like, what's wrong? He's like, I don't know. I feel like if I fall asleep and I wake up, no one's going to be here. And I'm like, well, why do you think that? He's like, I'm not sure. I'm like, are you scared of something? Like, like, what are you scared of? And he's like, you know, I'm scared I'm going to lose you. And you know, bro, like that shit hit me, you know what I mean? But at the same time, again, as a parent, I can't react. So it's like, I acted calmly. I'm like, well, did you hear something or, or something that makes you think that? And he's like, no. Nah. So I just like, do you want to talk about it more? And he's like, no. Nah. I was like, do you want to cry? He's like, yeah. I was like, do you want me to hug you? He's like, yeah. And I hugged him there, bro. And, and I let him cry. And you know, like after that, bro, I let him know. I said, you know, I just want you to know, I appreciate you being able to share that with me to be able to talk to me about that. And you know, like times like that, bro, it's like nothing matters, bro. Like the money, the success, like to be able to have that relationship with my daughter and my sons, like to be able to talk to them and they can talk to me. You know, I didn't have that growing up, you know what I mean? And I feel like if I had that, life would have been a lot easier or better. So, you know, for me, it's just like, I wanna be able to do that, you know, to be there for them and let them know that I, I could be, if worse is worse, I'm all the support they need, you know what I'm saying? I'll always be there no matter what. If I'm in a wheelchair or whatever, I'm gonna be there no matter what, you know what I mean? Like, I ain't gonna freak out, I ain't gonna overreact, I ain't gonna do nothing, I'm just gonna be right there to listen if that's all they need sometimes, man, because that's sometimes, that's all they need, bro. They just need someone they can vent to. And you know, that's, that's the plan, bro. Fuck all the money and everything, you know what I mean? Yeah, man, yeah, no, for sure. So. I asked you, where do you want to see yourself in four? Do you see yourself in five years, right? Everything else, right? Where do you want to be 10 years from now? In a perfect world, ideally, where would you want, like, you know, at 50, 51, like, what do you want to be, you know, in that time in life? 10 years from now, I just want to be mentally, physically, I just want to be happy and at peace with myself, bro. I feel like that's the biggest thing, you know what I mean? Like, being at peace with myself, um, and just being there for my kids, bro. You know what I mean? Like, I feel like everything else is already in motion and it's going to be what it's going to be. So 
just to be able to be there, you know, for my children. And, um, you know, when I'm not with them, just, you know, exploring the world, bro. Seeing what the world has to offer me. Have uh, Has Vanna or any of the kids gone to Vietnam yet or no? Nah, they ain't want to, but I'm gonna make them go next nah, year. Nah, they gotta go to the motherland, bro. I told them, I told them next year we're going for sure. Cause I just got back. I went, I went in March. You go with Sup Doc? Nah. <laughs> I took, so my dad has like eight sisters and brothers. They're all 70 plus, bro. So I, I flew all of them back home, bro. They ain't been back in 20 some years. Damn. Took them out there, bro. Like, that's all I've been doing lately, bro. Honestly, I've been hanging out with my aunts and uncles, bro. Like, you know, they, they older, you know. A little wisdom from Wisdom, there. literally, bro. Like, just being around them and just. Where'd you go? You went to Saigon or where you went we to? We went to Saigon. Then we went to Nyanchang. And then I flew them to uh, Bangkok. So you was in there trying to, you, 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 you out there like, was it fucking, I mean, bro, the beach is crazy. Bro, right? I, had, I stayed at that, uh, I forgot the name of it, but the resort, Superfly. I'm talking about Superfly, bro. You know, it's a trip seeing all the Russian girls over there. Be a lot of Russian models there. It's crazy. A lot, yeah. I'm like, what the fuck? Where the fuck am I? <laughs> bro, I had a bowl of pho. It's 2016. What the fuck was it like? Bro, it might have been like $2.30. And there's no pho in Westminster for under 15 that's even close. Like, bro, it was like, and the noodles, how much? The bro, bro it was crazy. Everything. The man, the the food is just. But how about everything outside of pho? And just the fact that y'all, you know, Vietnamese are known as such great bakers because the the French invasion, but mm -hmm. like the, the the rice dishes. I was, I never had this before. It's amazing, bro. The food is amazing. Like, nah, we got to go. We got to. Yeah. We definitely, bro. So, what do you want your legacy to be? What's, what do you want Jimmy Boy to be known? Like, for real, though, like, what's the most important thing about you? Well, overall, in your legacy, what do you want your legacy to be? It might sound like a broken record, bro, but it's just, man, like a father, bro. Like, I ain't gonna lie. Like, it's weird because, like, all my life, bro, like, I've dealt with a lot. Like, you know, as a kid, you know, I went through depression. You know, I went through insecurities. I went through a lot of stuff, bro, and... I never was like a, you know me a long time, you know, I'm never like a bragger. I don't be like, oh, I'm the shit at this. I do this. I do that. You know what I mean? Like, I've been very blessed to be in a lot of positions in my life, like from when I was doing music, you know what I mean? And getting to this jury business, like, it's been a blessing, bro. Like, I've lived an amazing life, bro. Like, you know, you can say I'm a jack of all trades, you know what I mean? I've been able to do anything I put my mind to. But, bro, one thing that I feel like I'm here to do, bro, I ain't gonna lie, like, it's just like, is being a dad, bro. Like, that's one thing I just feel confident about. Like, I, I was thrown into a situation. It's not like something I planned to do. And, um, you know, it just worked, bro. And, man, it's just, I love that. I look forward to that shit, bro. Like, that's my balance in life. Like, a lot of people, they see me on social media or they know my past. Like, I'm this party guy. But they don't understand is that the balance of my life is that. Like, these kids were, Vanna at one point, just her, was the reason why... I kept striving, the reason why I'm where I am today, you know what I mean? Like, you know, so like for me, my legacy is just like, you know, like whatever he had did or whatever he overcame and whatever goals he reached, bro, like at the end of the day, he was still a real father. You know, like you said, like, we're doing what we're supposed to do. Like, we're not yeah. supposed to get credit for this. And it sucks that we live in a world now that we do get credit for it. But imagine if people use that same energy that give us credit and and bash the people that's not, you know what I mean? Like, this is what we supposed to do. It's automatic, you know yeah. what I mean? It's what it is. Let me ask you something. It's just, just got me thinking, right? And you 10 years younger, so it's different, right? When's the last time you was at a club, bro? And I'm not judging, I don't care. I just, it's, for me, it's been forever, right? Like, 
I've been to maybe 10 nightclubs in the last four years, mm -hmm. like maybe five, six years, seven years. I just don't go out anymore. But that's different. If, when I was 40, I was still going out a little bit. You know what yeah. I mean? But when's the last time you was at a club? I think my birthday last month. Before that? Before that, I think maybe a month before that. Okay. Let's go 10 years back. Every Three night. Five nights a weekend. Yeah. Every night there's something going on. Thursday, Friday, Saturday. We used to go out on weekdays more. Remember? It's like industry yeah. nights. It's even better. Hell so. yeah. Tuesday night, Thursday night. Yeah. So look, man, you're living proof that you could be resilient, right? You can bounce back from any circumstance. Literally. Let's talk about that time where we've talked about on the show before, right? We didn't talk about the aftermath. James Harden flew me out to fucking Houston. You supposed to pick me up at fucking, um, not even at George Bush, it was at Hobby. Supposed to pick me up at Hobby Airport. Don't get no call, no text, your shit going green. I message is off. I'm like, all right, bro, something going the fuck on, right? Yeah. You get locked up, don't matter what the fuck it was for. Or was it in Dallas? Where the fuck was it? It was, uh, it was I was coming back from Dallas. Okay. I happened to get pulled over, kind of like in the middle between Dallas and Houston. It's called right. a Centerville, Texas. Uh, Leon County It's the most racist county In Texas Yeah What was you, was you in the Rolls Royce What was you in Nah bro I was in a Honda Accord Bro I just Jesus bought Christ. A Honda Accord It was a 2012 Honda Accord bro Okay so Let me ask you How long did you sit down then Was it a month Was it a few uh, weeks I was in there for three weeks Okay you was in there for three weeks bro. But I, what's crazy is that I bonded out the next day And they held me in there For three weeks Alright What's the longest You've ever sat down uh, Straight Yeah Two years Okay how you come back from that, bro? Like, explain the mental toughness. Like, one, the food, all the other shit, you know what I mean? Like, explain that. You know, um, for me, right, like, because I got, bro, like, my me and my friends that I grew up with, we always joke about it because out of all my friends, I, I did the least time, you know what I mean? I got friends at 8, 10, 16, 20, like. I just met someone at 20 yeah. with, with you, you know what mm -hmm. I'm saying? We'll get into it, but I'm saying, damn, yeah, bro, um, you know, like. For me, it was like, when I came home, it was like, and I was just, it was just two years, you know what I mean? And just to see the transitioning and things, like the hunger, for me, it was like the hunger of just like wanting to just get thrown back in the game, kind of like, you know, being on the sideline, just like, coach, get me back in, you know, I'm Side ready. Sideline, dog, you, was, you wasn't even in the game, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> you, was, you, was, you was even in the gym. Yeah, literally. You wasn't even on the field. But bro. you know, but that's the thing, like when I, it's weird, bro, every time, besides the first time I ever got locked up as a kid, you know, because I did a lot of time. I spent most of my teenage years, in, you know, incarcerated, in and out. You know what I mean? But every time I got incarcerated, bro, like, it was weird. Like, routine is what I always needed in life, I learned. When I got incarcerated, bro, I would get on a routine, and I would get disciplined, and I would work out, and I would just, like, mentally, physically prepare myself, bro. It's crazy, you know what I mean? And, and my friends used to always joke around anytime because when I get fat again, they'd be like, you need to get locked up again for a little bit because when you get out, you you know, when you go in, you come out straight, you know what I'm saying? So, um, But I mean, like, the mental toughness of waking up in a cell, bro, knowing you can't go outside. Like, I mean, explain. Like, bro, how'd you get over that? Every day sitting in the cell getting over it, like, I'm not gonna lie, bro. I went through phases that was like, I remember laying in the cell and just asking myself, like, well, why am I alive still? Like, all my life is like, I always go to jail. It's like, is this what my life was about? At one point in my life, that's what it was about. You know what I mean? Like, I caught my fake case when I was 19 years old. You know what I'm saying? Like, I was out there at a young age and I remember I sat there and I'm just like, is this what life is about? Like, what what is my purpose here? Like, I feel like I have no purpose. And it was just weird because there was always a, a voice in the back of my head, bro. And 
And the voice would just be like, look, you know, like, yeah, you might not know why you're here, but if you're, there's no purpose for you here, you would have been gone. You know what I mean? Like you might not know what it is, but you're here for a reason. And until you find out, you just got to keep pushing. You know what I mean? And, and and like speaking of my friend that you said that just did 20, you know, he just came home two weeks ago. We were just talking before I came here. You know what I mean? And, you know, we just talked like, you know, like growing up, bro, it was like, because he feel he asked me, he's like, you feel like all oh, you, you passed all your goals and you met all your goals. And I told him, I said, you know, it's crazy. I was like, because you remember us growing up, bro. Like, we never had, like, sitting there talking about, yeah, I'm going to be a multimillionaire one day. I'm going to drive Rolls Royces. I'm going to have this. We were, every day, we were just trying to make it, bro. We were just trying to get by. And, um, you know, if I'm going to sit here and say, did I pass on my goals? I, I over-exceeded any of my goals, bro. Like, I didn't even have goals like this. You know what I mean? So, it's just like, you just got to keep pushing. Like, you got to have that faith, bro, that heart. The heart's going to take you where you need to go. You know what I mean? Coming home, it was just like, wanted to just get back on, wanted to just get in a situation. It wasn't never like come out and, you know, this is one thing I learned personally too. Like when you come home, you might get hungry. You might see your homies doing good, but don't ever try to play catch up. You know what I mean? Like you just got to work at your pace. Yeah. The ones that play catch up are the ones that end up right back, bro, in the same spot. And, you know, like they say, man, the prison system is a revolving door. So you don't want to be a statistic, you know what I mean? You got to you gotta go at it and you got to push it through and you got to work at your pace because you might think that you're behind, but little you know, you just ride on the same track of where you need to be, you know what I mean? Bro, I just thought about something right now, man, because we just I didn't even think about the jail shit, you know? And um, it just got me thinking, right? And I want you to really think about this, okay? Yeah. I want you to really think about this, Jimmy. Right now, today... What would you think would be harder? Doing one year in jail, straight down, right today, one year in jail. You get phone calls and visits, you know, whatever. Yeah. Or your kids, all three kids get taken away for 30 days. No contact, no email, no third-party contact, meaning you can't tell your sister, you can't tell your mom. Nobody could talk 30 fucking days, no contact, no nothing. What's tougher, you think, for you? One year in jail or that? Automatic, B, you know what I'm saying? being away from your kids and not hearing or nothing knowing about them, bro. Like, I could do, I'm sorry to say, like, I could do time on my head, bro. I could do a year on my head. I ain't tripping. Like, yeah, you know, I would never wish, you know, incarceration for nobody, but, no, you know, sure. it's a mind thing. But at the end of the day, like, you know, the last time I did time, bro, was in 2011. And uh, that was when I had Vanna. All the times I did before was before I had, you know, my kids. So I tell people every day, like, when I did that six months away from my daughter, you know, physically it was the easiest time because at the time, you know, I was a rapper. So I had my music video on the television. The cops were friendly as fuck. I was, I was in there living good. But emotionally, bro, bro, every other night I was in there crying like a bitch. I was laying in my bed crying like a bitch because I told Vanna that I was on tour in China. I didn't tell her I was locked up and I was right down the street. And I go from being with this girl every day to being on the phone and she's crying and she's like, I just want you home. I want things the way they were. I don't want you to make money no more. I don't care. And at the, bro, I was going through that. Yeah. So imagine that my children has disappeared for 30 days, bro. I, I'd probably lose my mind. Yeah. You know for what I mean? Sure. Like, cause you just, you know, you don't know anything, bro. It's like, that's hell, bro. That's like literally hell. I, I just want people to understand. Think of how bad jail is. You know what I'm saying? Think about that. It's like the key is 
you have to turn tragedy into triumph. Exactly. Seen that on a Mr. Cartoon tattoo one time, and I was like, yo, that shit really, you got really turned. You got to watch out for the motherfuckers that bounce back, bro. And I don't mean jail bounce back. I'm talking about that always land on their feet. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? That type of shit. And that's the thing, bro. You know what I mean? Like, when you believe in God, bro, bro, like, and, and that's why I say, like, that time that I went through my breakup and everything, bro, like, that was the biggest test mentally and everything bro like emotionally and all, i was breaking down crying every night but the crazy thing bro when i was crying like i knew i was telling myself like this is preparing you for the next level of your life you know what i'm saying and that's what people don't understand is that when you try to tarnish or you try to tear down a man that you know lives for the right reasons and that's destined to be bro exactly like you cannot destroy that person bro you're only consume having them consume more energy to be stronger and even more built for what it is like the shit don't get easier bro you get better at it so when you put me through shit it's only gonna make me better it's only gonna make me stronger and, and you know i'm doing it for the right reason so it's only gonna get like better yeah no nah, man literally you know what I, I fuck with you a lot about this but um Bro, you you getting serious about trying to maybe get on a diet? I'm being serious because your health, bro. bro literally, you know I mean? bro. Like longevity, you know, like. Bro, the crazy thing, the last literally three to six months of my life, bro, I've been working out literally consistently. I've been, bro, eating right, everything, bro. So it's I mean, been, working out is good, but I'm saying diet is like 95% of all no, that No, for shit. sure. I've lost 20 pounds since the last time I've seen you. I can't. Maybe in your bro, wallet, it's, bro. It's, I don't know. it's muscle yeah, it's, now, bro. Why you see? You see early on the ride, my arm got stuck in there, yeah. bro. I ain't never had biceps before. I got biceps now, bro. Man, bro, <laughs> that shit is you crazy as hell. So yeah, man, just wrap this up, man. You know, um, what are the rest of your summer plans? You got any trips planned? You got anything like what you trying to do until September? You know, until August? Like what you got? You know, so like we out here on a family trip with the kids, just uh, you know, spending more time. You know, and Vanna has a couple colleges she wants to go visit, so we're gonna travel around. That's about it, bro. You know, we keep it real routine with the kids, bro. Like, I, we're not traveling. My my sons are still in school. They go to summer school. You know, Vanna didn't. Vanna stopped doing the summer school thing. I think in eighth grade. So, yeah. I got like this routine with my kids to where it's like, we gonna just keep it steady. You know, I, I learned now through life, like parenting is, it's all about stability and consistency, bro. And um, as long as you can give that to your children. They're destined for greatness, bro. Nothing can stop them. No, I hear you. You ain't trying to go to Cabo? Can't, nothing? Trying to get up? Just oh, yeah. Up. You know, I, I do that like once a month, bro. I go to Cancun and Cabo just to get away, get my mind clear sometimes. I go by myself, bro. Like, I need it. You know what I'm saying? Actually, tell you the truth, bro. Hey, I, I'm, no bullshit. Inside 30 days from today, I'm just going to go out there for like two days. You want to come with me? Fuck yeah, with me. bro. Let me know. I'm, I'm just going to be out there just, just on the vibe. Just, you know I'm, I'm yeah. being dead serious. I'm not fucking with you. Bro, I just came back two weeks ago. Yeah, I, I mean, I'm there like, there. you know, every few months, but I'm saying like, I just say, you know what? I'm just going to do an impromptu. I'll give you like a little time. I'm just going to smash out. There. If you want to get out there, let me know. Yeah, I'm down. Okay. You ever thought about playing golf ever? I know it's crazy. I'm just saying, you know, I went hard. Like, this is what I do for a living now. I know. Like, I see it, bro. I love it. Like, bro, I, it's like, I ain't gonna lie, bro. Like, I did. Like I, I started a little bit back, I think like 2012, and um, it was cool. I just... <laughs> it's hard, bro. It's the hardest game in the world. It is. I see that. And it's just, you know, you know where I live. I, I live in the golf course, too. So yeah. I wanted to, but also at the same time, I think if I lived here, I probably would have already been in it with you. You know what I mean? Over there, it's just like, you know, kind of whatever. But 
You never know, bro. Jimmy the golfer. Maybe hey, bro, when I lose got, 20 I'm pounds. Sure there's, there's, a, there's a coach in every motherfucking city, every town, everything, you know? Yeah. So, yo, you know, um, I appreciate you coming on the show, bro. No, you know, I appreciate I love you, you having death. me, bro. I love you. Let, let, let's end this show. Fun, something funny. Just say something funny in, in Vietnamese real quick, man. I, ain't gonna, I don't know if it's funny or not, but I'm going to tell y'all like this, man. Life, man. Joy for you. And Tyler too. So y'all know what it is, man. You know what I mean? Joy Salang and all them girls like it for me, please. <laughs> Shout out to Subdog. <laughs> Shout out to Subdog. Hey, bro, hold on, man. Give it one time before we throw the music on. Give, give it one time. Give him the... Uh. Man, y'all know what it is, man. Jimmy Boy, Streets Jeweler. And all we do is have that... Uh. <laughs> <laughs> all right, y'all. We out. About to pay a couple bills. Get into a little commercial. We'll be right back with the outro, y'all. are back and um i hope you guys enjoyed that interview I, this is this is that was one of my favorites no cap that was a fucking amazing interview jimmy i love you and and and, and man i can't wait to see you this week got a random question for you guys do any of you have kids who have birthdays in the summertime it's a weird thing because i have two london's on the cusp but i always think about that right would you prefer to have your kid have his birthday party, her, her, his or her birthday party in the summer when they're not in school? Or would you have it during, during the school year? Me personally, I love that my birthdays doesn't conflict the holiday. It was always during the school year. We could celebrate during that time. It was cool. I think it's weird that Kaya's birthday is like right dead in the middle of summer. London's is right before school which is kind of a good thing. It's positive. You, can school, you know, your birthday, boom, are right, you starting school again? But I always tripped on people who had like it on a major holiday, like Thanksgiving switches, you know what I'm saying? But like, if your birthday's on Halloween, New Year's Day, Christmas, my brother's birthday sometimes falls on Mother's Day and stuff like that. But I mean, just like Christmas, Halloween, uh, Halloween's not that bad, I guess, but like New Year's Day, I guess that could be kind of cool. Like if shit's closed, like 4th of July or, you know, Christmas, I don't know, it's just weird to me. I don't know. And Kai's birthday is always hotter than a motherfucker. London too. But yeah, just, just randomly thought about that. Um, I am very excited. I have not been able to leave the country. Actually, uh, me and Jamie are going to take off to Cabo. I don't know when. It's going to be a just real, just quick, you know, two-day homie trip. I think that's going to be dope. But uh, I just got invited and uh, I'm being, um, you know, I'm, I have uh, two sponsored trips. When I say sponsored, meaning um, I'm, I'm, be, I'm doing some work for, you know, a few people and my travels being paid for. And I'm very blessed to have this. But in November, I'll be going to Tokyo. I'll be going to the Philippines. I am so fucking excited to hit Manila again and just be, maybe I can hit Baraka. I don't know if I have time. It's going to be there for like three, four days, um, maybe five max, but Actually, I'm not, yeah, it might be three, four days, actually. I'm sorry. So I'm going to the Philippines. Will be weird to go out there without Nick. I wonder how she's going to feel about it. I'm sure someone's going to tell her because I'm not going to tell her. I mean, not, you know, immediately. Um, and we don't have those kind of conversations. But I am going to Tokyo. I'm excited. Shout out to Riff, my pate, Jeff, Ed, the whole team, uh, big boy Chang, who has Riff Manila. And then at the end of... November, I'm going to Abu Dhabi for the Steve Harvey Golf Classic, which is going to be fucking f- 
phenomenal. And I've only been to Abu Dhabi once. It was a long time ago. So I'm excited to travel. I'm excited to get them stamps on the passport cracking. It'll be tough to be away from the kids, but I think this is just going to be something that I need to do. Now, on the movie tip or the TV show and all that other shit. Oppenheimer, I'm on the fence. Don't think I could watch it in the theaters. That's definitely one I got to watch at home. And I don't know if that's a movie. I might have to have, you know, a few Casamigos before I watch that. But, uh, or maybe some weed. I don't know. I might have to smoke. I'm not sure. But I saw the trailer for Willy Wonka. And um, it's pretty simple. No. I can't stand the fact that they feel compelled to remake movies. Classics. I wouldn't mind if they remade Goonies. That'd be kind of dope in today's age, I wonder. But it was such a classic film, right? You think about, you know, some of these things don't need to be remade. You're never going to top Gene Wilder. The Johnny Depp version, some people are like, oh, that was, no, no. Now look, I know Timothy Chalamet. I'm cool with him. We, we, he's very talented. No. Fuck no. Nobody needs to remake Scarface. Not, they're not, re, as far as I know, there's no remake, but how are you going to fucking remake Tony Montana? Al Pacino absolutely crushed that motherfucking role. Just like Gene Wilder did, rest in peace. No. No. I'm, I'm not watching it. I have no interest. Now, what I am interested in watching is this Meg 2 movie, which... I never really cared for when it came out, but the boys were super fucking obsessed with sharks. Well, they, London and Ryder love sharks. And um, to scare them, obviously, I've been petrified of sharks all my life, but I love sharks. They're just the movies. They were watching every Sharknado film. They were just into that. They thought it was funny. And I was, you know, cool. I just would pay attention to anything else, be on my phone, whatever. But I finally watched Meg, I think last year with them. We're doing a slumber party in the band cave. And it was, it was, I loved it. It was a great movie. So I can't wait for Meg 2 to come out. That's actually coming out in a few weeks, I believe. I do want to watch Mission Impossible. I've watched all of them. I think the first and second were okay. And then they actually got better, which is crazy, right? I still haven't seen Fast and Furious. I don't know if I could get into it, bro. It ain't car movies anymore. It's just some whole other, I don't fucking know. But uh, I am looking forward to that. Um, it's going to be dope. Now, I've been watching a lot of fucking true crime type shit on Hulu. And by the way, I told you guys, I don't have cable. Don't have direct TV anymore. Don't need it. Hulu has live TV and that's all I really give a fuck. Just the main shit I need. Oh, TNT, all right, ESPN. Okay, cool. It's got local news. I'm good. That is literally the best deal. And I don't have any fucking top, uh, you know, not flip top. What the fuck am I talking? No boxes on top of a TV. No wire, no nothing. Just straight Wi-Fi, Hulu, ready to go. Um. Anyways, I got rid of my Netflix subscription, but first, I've said this before and I've put Lincoln Lawyer on my top 100 films. I fucking love that movie. That movie was so fucking good. And I was talking about shit with, with Jimmy. I was like, you think about a movie, you think about, you know, who you're watching with. And if I recall correctly, I think that movie came out before London was born. It kind of just, I don't know, I think about scenes in the movie and certain things. And I watched that movie with Nicolette. It's, it's tough to watch it, but I love that movie. I think Matthew McConaughey is a fucking amazing actor. But he's as white as can be. He is as Dallas, Texas, 
white boy as you can go. Is he from Louisiana? He is as Southern white boy as you can get. Or maybe he's from Tennessee. I don't fucking know. But he's the most white dude ever. Great actor. Loved him in fucking Wolf of Wall Street. And they did a TV show series on Netflix called Lincoln Lawyer. And it's just weird as fuck that they hired a Latino dude with an obvious Latino accent as much as he tries to hide it. He's very good at it. It's just strange. Do you know what I mean? So I watched it. I don't know if I love this season so far yet because it's kind of like Bosch where it doesn't have like the whole season really, you know, drags on through the 10 episodes. It's not like you can watch one and the next one's a different. No, you have to watch them uh, in sequence. It's linear. Um, but then it's five episodes and I canceled the, con- and I was like, wait, what the fuck? Leave you hanging. The next new episode is until August 3rd. Now I've let like 15 people use my Netflix password. So just to watch that show, someone's going to have to fucking get it to me because there's absolutely nothing else I want to watch. Now I know Full Swing's coming on soon, but just letting you know, Lincoln Lawyer, great show. Season one was good. I tried to get in some other shows that people try to tell me to watch. I just, no, I'm good. Now, very pleasant surprise. I got gifted a country club membership. It was a $20,000 membership with, uh, what is it, like 1100 bucks a month in dues. And if you think about the country clubs that I'm a part of, it's like that, whatever. Um, this is my actual first country club membership where I'm like legit full-blown member. And I'm excited because they have great golf. They got a great gym. They get a locker. It's not that bad of a drive. I love the track. They got a full, legit grass golf range. They got a chipping area that has up to 75 yards to chip. They got two or three putting areas. They have tennis. It's, just, it's actually a lot better than I thought. And, and I've only been a couple times. And um, the best part about it is I played around there on Friday. And it was real hot. But the snack shop did it for me. I had a fire burger. And then somehow, for some reason, after the round, I had a fire club sandwich. And I'm a sucker for a good club sandwich. Great French fries, New York deli style. Their Coke machine, that fountain pumps, McDonald's level Coke. It was goaded. Um, they have a nice pro shop. They clean your clubs after. But the best part about all of this is all my kids get to come with me for free. I think it's 21 or whatever it is and under a few kids, they're free. They're part of the membership. They got golf there. They got kids activities. They got like um, Disney characters. They have a really nice restaurant. It's legit country club and I'm fucking super excited. So thank you. And they didn't request for a shout out. Not yet. You know what I'm saying? But I played the worst round of golf I've played in um, possibly about a year. And um, it was all right. I was okay with it. I, it was my really like my second or third time playing that course. And it was a short track, but it was tough. And when I found out that Nelly Corda, who was a PGA, LPGA superstar, when I found out she shot one over in a tournament there, I was like, okay, maybe it is tougher than I thought. But um, again, really excited to be a part of a country club. I'm just excited. Uh, pivoting on to basketball real quick. I have not watched any summer league games. Don't really care to. I'm going to pray for Zion Williamson. The situation with this porn star, fucking Mariah Mills, she has lost her fucking mind. This is really, I hope he sues this chick and I hope she gets some help. 
because there's nothing fucking worse than being accused of domestic violence and abuse when you're innocent. It's fucked up. It's fucked up. Anyways, on more positive news um, in the NBA, my nephew, Bol Bol, has just signed in the Phoenix Suns for a guaranteed contract for one year. I really wanted him to come to the Lakers. Bol, I love you if you're listening. I'm excited. Definitely going to be coming to some Lakers, uh, Phoenix Suns game. I'm actually fucking around and fly out to Phoenix. Get some golf in in Scottsdale and all that and go see, um, you know, meet the Carlins and all that. Now, I hate to end the show on a negative thing, but a couple weeks ago, one of my subscribers took me to lunch at this little spot in Koreatown. I've heard of it. And there's so many spots in Koreatown. People ask me all the time, oh, what's the best Korean barbecue? Blah, blah, blah. I'm not going to get into that right now. Because there's so many good Korean barbecue spots in Koreatown. But there's so few excellent, great ones. When I say good, I'm talking really good. This is A11 for other people. But like, there hasn't been anything that can replace Dongiljang to me. Now, there are some really, really good ones. I'm like, oh, wow. And sometimes they're not as consistent. You know, and then there's ambience, and then you want to be low key, and then there's places that don't speak English and rude service. And I don't care about service when it comes to Korean food, because Koreans aren't known for good service. They're just known for, you know, give you your fucking food and eat. And then about ambiance, you want ambiance and go to fucking uh, AB Steak or you know maybe Chosungabi. Anyways, I went to this place Yedim. It's a North Korea town, and it's across the street from a place I used to frequent called Tenraku. And I walk in there and I had a decent meal there with my boy, Jacob Kwan, you know, subscriber. It was all right. It wasn't bad. I walk in there, solo dolo. I am a Koreatown actual native, right? Born and raised in Koreatown. It's fucking Ajishi, which means, you know, an older man tells me, oh, oh, sorry, only two people. I tell him in Korean, I'll pay for two people. He goes, no, sorry. I'm not going to sit there. Do you know who I am? I'm not doing all that bullshit. I'm like, bro, what is the problem? He's like, no. I really wanted to fucking like bark at this dude. It's just some of that dumb fucking Korean stupid shit. If you have to be a Korean to understand. I don't know if this dude thought I was broke. He saw tattoos. I don't know, whatever. And they have the right to refuse service. And I have the right to say how I feel. But I'll never go back to that fucking place again. I'll tell you that. So I went across the street to Tenraku and had some brisket, had some pork belly, had some tenjang chige, some kerangchi and some fucking, uh, you know, and all the panchan and everything and had a great fucking meal. But it got me to thinking, I went across this page, you know, people say, oh, what's the best of New York? What's the best of LA? And blah, blah, whatever. My boy Zach Bia was on this New York thing and he was born and raised there, right? He didn't come out here until like he was in high school. But they're interviewing these two LA transplants that have been living in LA for five months and they were five years and they were really trying to go with some underground spots until they say like Bestia. And I won't look at Bestia's got great fucking food. But they broke out some shit like Santa Monica. They had set up some Mexican spots. I was like, nah, dog, no. It ain't fucking with layers. You know what I mean? But they were bringing up a lot of Chinese. They were talking about like sushi, certain things. I was like, eh, I don't know. This. Of course, two white dudes, no big deal. I'm not tripping. They can, they can be white. That's fine. But when you're not from LA, you're talking about what 
you know, trying to sound cool, like, oh yeah, the king with people, like, oh, these guys are so cool. No, no Korean motherfucker is going to be in them comments after these two dudes said 100% Parks Barbecue, best Korean barbecue in LA. Eh. No, bro. Once I once they said Parks, I had to dismiss the entire interview, everything they said. Now I'm not saying be like, oh, well, you could agree with this. No, 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 no. Not with that. Not with Parks. It's all cap. Not going to happen. Anyways, guys, I got to get ready. I got the kids today. I got a great fucking week. I got them a few times this week. They got them for the weekend. I got Kaya's birthday at my house. We have a nice little Hello Kitty themed party. And then I got them next week. And then we are off to motherfucking Hawaii for a beautiful Yang Gang vacation, a CBC uh, vacation. And then we got more shit coming up. And I'm just excited. I'm just trying to be in a good mood, guys. Do not forget BB stands for Be Better. July 26th, we are launching. And again, always remember, this is not your practice life. All right, guys, I love you. What an amazing fucking interview today. What an amazing episode. Guys, seriously, make it a great day. Make it a great week. All right, the Wash Lord is signing off. That's my man, Lakey Lake right there. Peace.